Good day, everyone. My name is Angel Dialwis. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access. Full details of our business management courses can be found in ultimateaccess.net. Good day, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. In today's session, we've got Ralph with us. Ralph is the CFO of Omnicom Media Group in the Middle East. We welcome you, Ralph, and great to have you in our podcast. Andrew, thank you for the uh, introduction. And as you know, we've been talking about having these having this podcast for some time. So uh, I'm really glad we've finally managed to uh, to get it done. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I look forward to the next uh, little while, our conversation. Again, by way of introduction, for those people that don't know me, uh, Ralph Curry, I am the CFO of Omnicom Media Group and TBWA RAD. So uh, this is all Omnicom uh, in, in, in that sense. I've lived and worked in uh, Dubai for the last uh, 13 years. I've worked in Europe as well with with Alcatel, spent time in Asia, uh, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, and also started my career uh, in Australia. So I have I've covered across four continents, worked with multinational companies, uh, been CFO of joint ventures uh, in Asia and, and now in the Middle East. And I pretty much held CFO level positions for the past uh, uh, 20 years. Okay. In addition to that, I do uh, wave the flag here as the chair of CPA Australia uh, in the UAE, where we have 400 odd members who normally attend our uh, member events and, and, and look to us for some sort of uh, support and collaboration from CPA Australia. So that's my story in a, nuts- in a nutshell, Andrew. Well, that's a very interesting story, Ralph, and very colorful one at that, because you've been traveling quite a bit, and uh, the experience you've got is amazing. And I know that you have been supporting CP Australia, the members and the students extensively here in the Middle East through webinars and coaching sessions. Thank you very much for that, because we really appreciate that support. And talking about travel, I guess the last one year has not been the same for any one of us. We have gone through very difficult times and I want to find out a little bit about your industry. How did you manage during this crisis? Yeah, I mean, I think crisis, as we as we call it, the COVID uh, crisis is not over. And if if I think back, and in my last twenty years, I've I've said it, you know, in in, in uh, many different conversations and webinars and conference calls over the past uh, year or so. This COVID uh, crisis is is by far the most profound crisis that we've seen. And I I tell you, I've lived through some. I actually was living in uh, in Malaysia when SARS broke out, and SARS lasted for a couple of months uh, and only affected a couple of a uh, couple of markets. If I look to the global financial crisis, uh, I was in Dubai at the time. And again, that was really impacting the real estate sector. Uh, banks were impacted, but it didn't have this uh, impact, which, which we're seeing now across all verticals, across all markets. If I go back to the internet, the dot-com boom, the bust that occurred in the early uh, 2000s, again, that impacted us certain segment, um, which, which again, we all felt in different ways. But what we're seeing with COVID is it 
doesn't respect any boundaries. It doesn't respect any any uh, calendars or anything like that. It it, it uh, you know it affects everybody, and everyone has been touched by it, uh, either personally or professionally. Either knows someone who has their has had their business impacted, has either been sick or knows someone who's been sick has been you know struggling through uh, you know crisis management since since pretty much the time it broke out and if i take a, a specific look at at my industry the media media sector this was an industry that was hit really hard uh hit really hard because it's generally the first thing companies and 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 clients shut down in a crisis is is the area of promotion and advertising and obviously being in the advertising sector in the media advertising sector this is this is one that's felt felt brutally uh, brutally so and if you think about the types of advertising that we uh, we undertake Online advertising has, uh, uh, you know, has sort of stood up. And again, we've seen the growth of some companies during the last 12 months when it comes to their online presence uh, and the like. And, and, and we've benefited from that. But certainly if you look at outdoor advertising, billboards, advertising in, in uh, the cinemas, advertising when it comes to airports, these are the areas that have been hit very hard. And in fact, we, we saw pretty much advertising in these areas um, uh, stop altogether or cease altogether. So it's been very tough in that regard. We've had to really watch our clients very well because a lot of them have, have suffered uh, depending upon the industry they're in. So whether it be automotive, whether it be retail, um, whether it would be uh, hospitality, uh, travel, all of these segments have been severely impacted uh, by COVID. So we've had to manage very closely with, uh, with our clients, work with them, try and find solutions to their budgets, try and find solutions to their cash flows, um, but at the same time protect our own company uh, from the impacts of COVID. One of the things I instituted very on uh, when COVID broke out was was a war room, uh, a war room with my team that allowed us to connect every day uh, and try and understand together what were the priorities. And again, if you think about when COVID, COVID broke out, everybody had to work from home. We had to make sure that the employees were all safe and not not sort of uh, uh, prone to get infected given given the the government uh, and our, our company's uh, policies around you know making sure we had a safe place for people to work they had to have the right tools um, we're talking now on a, on a on a zoom call but you know we were all equipped with uh, with these new softwares enabling us to, to to connect and basically find a way to collaborate without sitting in in in, in a meeting room allowing you know, conversations to take place, allowing presentations to happen through video uh, and, and, and other, uh, other memes. So this war room was really effective to bring the team together every morning at a time when people were also struggling at home with, you know, perhaps a spouse who was also working from home. The, the children were doing homeschooling uh, and all of a sudden everything was taking place in the context of a living room or a couple of the bedrooms in the house. So the whole world was, was turned on its head, Andrew, and we've kind of managed our way through it over the past 12 or plus months. 
It is interesting uh, your comment about managing cash flow, not only for your own company, but also being concerned about your clients, isn't it? Because you and your clients are basically one of the same. You're part of that family, that ecosystem. Am I correct? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And whilst, you know, um, we're not a bank, uh, we were often looking for uh, win-win solutions, both for clients and ourselves. And at the time, there were many uh, ideas about, you know, how long the crisis would last. Was this something that would go a couple of months? Would it go, you know, six months? Now we're talking, you know, it's more than one year. So, you know, it, it, it's been tough. Um, and and we were able, again, to find certain solutions for clients. Um, when it came to payment terms, uh, we had to be at the same time aggressive uh, when it when it made sense to be aggressive because uh, when clients are prioritizing, we needed to make sure that we were up there uh, in in, uh, in in those considerations because people that were crying the loudest were getting paid, and we needed to make sure we were we were amongst those. Uh, and if you think about our own uh, partner suppliers, the media houses, the big techs, the Google. Googles and the Facebooks, uh, everybody was sort of cutting the other a bit of slack at the time. And I think the fact that the industry worked together for solutions uh, has meant, you know, uh, today, and potentially as we come out of the crisis, the industry should come out a little bit stronger than it was when, we, when perhaps uh, we entered it. One of the other areas, Ralph, uh, that I want to ask you about is uh, is on the subject of mental health and wellness. I know that you're an avid um, fitness freak. You are really interested in outdoor activities and are very much into that fitness space. So as a leader, what did you bring on to your team. So how did you get your team together and do activities in this space? It's a good question, Andrew. And I, honestly, it was a difficult thing. And, and I realized that pretty much a couple of months into it where, you know, we were getting on calls every morning at 10 o'clock. And if you think about what people were going through, it was a tough time emotionally for, for everybody, not knowing, uh, you know, how long the crisis was going to last seeing the impact on, on children who are out of school and for the first time ever doing homeschooling, perhaps seeing a, a partner uh, no longer in, in the workforce, seeing businesses suffer. Um, you know, th- there, was, there was a lot happening at once. So the idea was, and if you think about it, being in the service industry, our employees are our most valuable assets. So if you don't kind of spend the time to ensure that that the employees are performing at their best and perhaps what could be impacting that um, and sort of getting a feel for that, then you're, you're kind of not going to get the best performance out of them at the time when you need it the most. So what we did, uh, I, I invited a, a mental health expert to come in and, and, and talk generally um, to the team about mental health, about being open, you know, if you do have problems to, to try and talk about it. A lot of people try to bottle it up and not have those conversations. I've tried to, uh, you know, uh, lead by example when it came to that. I mean, the last 12 months, you know, have had an impact uh, on myself emotionally. Uh, but, we, you know, at the same time, talking about how you've managed through things sort of sets the tone for others 
just say, look, it, it, it's okay. It's okay to have have issues. It's okay to 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 demonstrate that you're a little bit vulnerable, um, and hence it sort of made employee health and well-being uh, a subject to talk about. Um, I invited Hadley Fisher, who is the founder of Resilience Agenda, to come and talk and talk a little bit about his his uh, concept of mental fitness and how you know you need to take a break, you need to eat well, you need to sleep well, you need to exercise, you need to find time to do all these things, you need to connect with your partners, uh, with your kids. You need to connect with your pets. Uh, you need to switch off. You need to do all those sorts of things. And it's about getting the right balance, which will ensure that you continue to perform uh, as best you can at a time when the company needs you the most. And that, that's the reality of it. And, and I think, um, you know, without being able to congregate and get together, um, having a session, we had we kind of had a Halloween party one day uh, uh, online. Everybody dressed up and, and was on the video, and, and you know, it, it sort of you try and replicate real life um, gatherings, but you know, the video video sessions, looking at a screen, does have its limitations, and, and you know, not able to really uh, give that other person a hug if they need a hug, and, and and that's something we'll get to eventually when when COVID settles down. But I think these are the sorts of things um, we've I, I've done, and you know, sometimes it's about also pulling someone aside, giving them a call, and asking them, "How are you doing? You know, do you want to talk about anything? Is there something bothering you? Can you?" And perhaps there's a learning to be had from that, um, and that's all really you can do with uh, with the environment the way it is. That's a lot of insight that you gave us, you know, especially I like the fact, uh, the thing about the Halloween party, that's that's really funny. <laughs> it's interesting. We have to come up with creative ideas, isn't it? And how to communicate with each other uh, in a different way. When talking to some of um, colleagues, some of the colleagues, as well as some other CFOs, what they mentioned was, we don't have that commute to work anymore. We don't have that separation of places anymore because we're all at home. So the lines are blurred. Any insight on this, Ralph? Yeah, look, um, that was certainly something um, which became obvious early on, right? I mean, you're at home, you, you, you'd have your morning routine. Perhaps that's now disrupted. Normally, you'd get into the car, you put the radio on or you put a podcast on and, and you'd have a bit of separation between your home life and your next, you know, your, your you know, your first, your first meeting of the day, which was at 9am. Working from home didn't enable that anymore. Everything was sort of flowing into the other. And then, you know, people perhaps didn't, didn't go through their normal routine of putting on that collared shirt or that t-shirt, whatever it was that you normally did and took that, you know, early morning shower and shave and, and whatever else. So if everything was flowing into the other and before you know it, you were having, you know, lunch with your with your family and there was afternoon tea and you were catching up on emails and before you know it, it's 10 p.m. and you're off to bed. Um, those were extremely long days. I suffered from that early on um, and, and it was really then about trying to make sure that there were definitive breaks at the start of your day, towards the middle of the day and at the end of the day. And I think by rebuilding that level of discipline, you again enable uh, you to replicate uh, a scenario of, of 
you know, how you operated when you went to work. As human beings, we like, you know, to, to have the same sort of behavior. When we, when, we are, when we have a regular behavior, we kind of are comforted by that. So uh, the fact that COVID turned all that on its head, the fact that working from home turned all that on its head, put us in a, in a, in a place that we were not familiar with, that we kind of thought by just working endless hours will overcome things. The reality is it's not really about the number of hours or days. And we're kind of seeing that now as we're looking to bring the workforce back in. It's really about, and especially in industry where, where you, know, you really have knowledge workers, it's really about making sure you've got the right place to, to collect your thoughts, to build your thoughts, to write what needs, needs to be written, uh, to collaborate where you need to, um, and, and so on and so forth. So I think that that's how I handled it. And I think people have now built their own approach um, to, to the scenario where you no longer have those natural, <laughs> call them natural breaks of commute of your lunch hour where you could go and have a walk around uh, and then your, your commute back home. Ralph, I must really thank you for introducing me to this uh, article by Nancy Cohen. She's written a fantastic article. What are some of the key things that you resonate with? Yeah, look, Nancy uh, wrote the article, but but she also wrote a book called Forged in Crisis. And and uh, one of the, um, you know, again, at the time when, when COVID broke out, we were looking for a level of inspiration from people uh, about, you know, how to approach uh, the crisis and, 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 you know, looking at people who have navigated crisis over the over the years and have come out the other side in a, in a successful way so actually nancy focuses on a couple of different examples abraham lincoln which we all know and and the crisis he went through in in in, uh, um, in, in the u.s ernest shackleton is another example uh, but she uses all these examples to really talk about a lot of these leaders navigated or given the limited visibility of what was going on right outside of them which was outside of their control that they focused on navigating from point to point focusing on what they can uh they can do talking to their teams leading by example being brutally honest with the teams but at the same time having hope in there, in the conversations. So again, there's no right or wrong answer to these things. I mean, there are a lot of lessons to be, to be learned. And I think if you look throughout COVID, uh, there's also, you know, the, the, the experiences we've seen with some leaders, how they have managed the, the, the crisis and perhaps some have mismanaged. But if you look at, you know, leaders like Andrew Cuomo, in, again, in New York, uh, he, took it upon himself to every day communicate with the, uh, you know, the constituents of New York about what was happening on COVID, what was going on, what were the issues. And, and the fact that he was very personal with his delivery 
talking about his family and 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 his daughters, uh, uh, and at the same time um, looking looking for support from the community as to the policies and the implementation that was going that he was undertaking, you know, really made gave him some appeal. And again, maybe you don't agree with his politics or or, uh, or his uh, ideology, but I think it's his approach that I wanted to single out for praise. And I really see that sort of approach as, as being one that's important during a crisis. So uh, uh, I hope that answers your question, Andrew. Um, and again, Na uh, Nancy Kane is, is, a, um, is a historian from Harvard University. Uh, her book is an amazing one. Um, she, she draws on those lessons um, uh, in, in many of the articles that she has written. Um, and, and you can obviously look her up if you're interested. Thank you. That summarized the article very well. You spoke about hope. And you also spoke about family and daughters. And I want you to tell us the story about you and your wife getting together and uh, creating that hope with your daughters by starting a new venture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that was something that was born out of COVID. Uh, and again, when you're at home and, and, and talking through things with uh, um, with your children and your, and your wife, you know, you do often come up with ideas and, and ideas come out of hope. And and yeah, we, we, we built an activewear brand, um, which is called CNS Active. Uh, and, and, and again, CNS Active was, was, uh, was, was homebred or homemade, let's say, uh, from, you know, starting from a logo, uh, which was drawn up. Uh, we I remember the evening we were talking about the name of the brand and 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 you know we kind of went through aberrate you know sort of deliberations on that we didn't really vote uh, but they kind of reached a consensus as to um, you know what we should call it and it's CNS Acti which is Celine and Sophia the names of my daughters and uh, we started to source um, uh, items from from Asia designs from Asia we had we had our ideas around designs and we were able to to really start up a business a website an online business, uh, register it officially. Uh, and we're now kind of three months into it. Uh, the website went live beginning of January. And the experience of setting up a business for the children children who are 14, I've got twin daughters, uh, was, was amazing for them. And I think they've realized a little bit how, how tough it is to set up, start up a business. Uh, the fact that it was during COVID, you know, uh, made it challenging. But at the same time, as you, as you say, and, and I mentioned earlier, it gave a level of hope that, you know, if we are able to be successful, even part successful with this business there would be something that you know one day you'd look back on and say you know what you know COVID wasn't all that bad there were some things positive things that came out of that and uh, you know setting up an activewear brand um, could be something which which again the fact that you can use the web today uh, to set up an online business and reach clients across the world because you can deliver anywhere um, is something which, you know, uh, you know, again, COVID give, gave an opportunity for, for, for this to happen. And I think if I look at uh, retail in general, we've seen a lot of retailers evolve their business and pivot towards an online business. 
given the fact that, you know, malls were not being visited by, by consumers, people were happy to sit at home, scroll through websites and, and, and really became familiar to order online and order anything from food. Uh, I even hear today you can order cars online, you know, you don't even have to go to the, um, um, to the car yard anymore. So the world has changed. A lot of, a lot of businesses have pivoted and those that have pivoted successfully will be very well placed as we come out of this crisis. So yeah, that's, that's my story, Andrew. Thank you, Ralph. I'm sure all the listeners will be really hopeful and look forward to some exciting times right now, as well as in the future. Thank you so much, Ralph. Great to have you. Thank you, Andrew. It's been a pleasure and uh, I look forward to catching up again soon. I hope you found this session useful. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Access and I'm your host, Andrew Dialvis. Thank you.